Hello. Just wanted to share a few uh, words tonight. A couple of Sundays ago, Donald uh, referred to a passage in Jude, verses 20 and 21, which say, But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He read the section which says, keep yourselves in the love of God. And it got me thinking about how we're supposed to do that. Firstly, I was reminded that God's love for me is unconditional. John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever be, believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that well-known passage in Romans 8, 38 and 39 tells us, For I am sure that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the passage in Jude, to keep yourselves in the love of God, cannot mean that God's love is dependent on us either doing something or not doing something. God's love towards us does not depend on my actions or thoughts and his love cannot be earned. What can this mean then to keep ourselves in God's in the love of God? <clears throat> it's given to us an as an instruction, so it must be something that involves my will and action. Perhaps there's a clue in the rest of the passage, which, which is a series of four exhortations. One, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Two, pray in the Holy Spirit. Three, keep yourselves in the love of God. And four, wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. First one, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Romans 10.17 in the King James Version tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Spending time in God's word will strengthen our faith as we learn more about our Saviour and who he is and what it is that he brought for us uh, by his blood. But faith is released by our words and actions. As James said um, in chapter 2, he reminds us that faith without works is dead. So as we learn more from the word, the Holy Spirit reveals to us what we should be stepping into. It reminds me of what God told Joshua in Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. We have the steps of meditating on God's word, living by it, and seeing the consequences, the successful consequences of, of, uh, of those um, actions. Second one was praying in the Holy Spirit. We're encouraged in the word to turn our eyes heavenward and be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's always in us and has been with us since we received him at, new, at the new birth. But we can ask God for a greater level of the Spirit in our lives. As Jesus said in Luke 11, How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So, if we ask God, 
he can fill us afresh and attune our hearts to be led by him in our prayers and our meditations. There's also a prayer language that's described as speaking in tongues. Paul the Apostles told the Corinthian church that he himself speaks in tongues more than all of you and that in doing so his spirit was praying uh, bypassing his conscious mind. Doing so builds us up and equips us spiritually. The fourth uh, point was wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Jesus said, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life starts now, starts with our, uh, our being born again, and it's a relationship with God. We start walking in eternal life the moment we're born again, and we can experience a growing knowledge of God as he speaks to us from his word, and as we respond to him in prayer. It's a marvellous privilege to, to be the child of our loving Heavenly Father. Knowing him is such a blessing and draws us close to him and allows him to work through us as we become his hands and his feet and his mouth in this world, acting as his ambassadors, spreading the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. This, I believe, is what Jesus was talking about in John 15, where he says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. As we get closer to Jesus, we can pray more effectively and with his wisdom. In closing then, I want to encourage you, like Jude, to keep yourselves in the love of God, to realise he loves you and we can bathe in that love and receive so much from him, from his word, through his spirit, and as we engage and commune with our God. And I hope these few suggestions help to explain how to do that. And uh, remember, God's love for you is unconditional. Bless you and goodbye.